Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of our friends around the world. This is Gingerly, episode 12. I'm Purple Suede, joined by my co-host, Style Pigeon. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I actually almost forgot that we had a show this weekend because of the fact that I did one with Paul last weekend, or with Paul oh, and man. Nick. And yeah. so, like, I didn't have the off week. And so I was thinking, you you know, you obviously hit me up with the the planning and everything and i was like oh shoot oh there's there's <laughs> but, a show <laughs> yeah oh yeah but i'm actually really excited that there is because we've got a lot to talk about this week yeah it's been a crazy i mean since i was thinking about since we did our last show it's only been it's only been 14 days and the amount of stuff that's gone on and that we've accomplished in those 14 days has been absolutely insane so, yeah. yeah i'm really excited to break it all down um but hey before we jump in i just want to give a shout out to our sponsor roundly x uh, they're a simple-to-use app that allows you to round up your purchases into Bitcoin and other crypto assets. Uh, but more than that, they're also a really awesome portfolio aggregator. So um, if you're into ordinals, like we're going to be talking about later on today, you can actually track the value of those NFTs with a RoundlyX account. Um, so you, it's really easy. No one else is tracking the value of ordinals right now. Uh, so download the, download the app. Use code GINGERLY to get $4 of Bitcoin after your first roundup. Uh, big thanks to them uh, for sponsoring the show. And uh, with that, let's go ahead and kick it off. Nick, roll the video, please. Awesome, awesome. Cool, man. Well, hey, let's dive in. So today's episode is called Pigeon Power, the Ordinal NFT Re <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. So, uh, ordinals. I guess we got to break down what they are first, huh? Is that a good place to start? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, ordinals are NFTs on Bitcoin, right? Yeah. What's really cool is that if you've watched this show, you know that Pigeon and I are really hardcore into the Stacks blockchain, uh, which a lot of people are calling the layer two of Bitcoin. Uh, but ordinal NFTs are actually inscriptions, is what they're calling them, onto actual satoshis. The, the smallest unit of measurement for Bitcoin um, so that whoever it, I think I thought of this great analogy last night as I was laying in okay, bed go, thinking yeah. about this show, I was like, <laughs> ah, I know exactly. So as a kid, I was a bit of a rebel and I used to like write little notes or like draw little pictures on dollar bills. Right. And that's technically illegal <laughs> defacement of like federal <laughs> currency or whatever. But if you think about like that dollar bill until it's shredded up by the fed, one of those days, has that little image on it like forever right and it just passes hands and but it doesn't take away the value of the currency or anything like that right like you can still spend yeah. that dollar bill regardless of whether or not there's there's a picture on it that's kind of right. the same idea that that ordinals are like there's bitcoin that holds the value and that you can spend and everything but now we figured out how to not only place just like images but also audio video like pdf files all that kind of stuff onto this little dollar bill that is a satoshi yeah. So um, when, cool. when I, when I see people first get into tech, right. When they, uh, especially with virtual reality, this happens a lot. People start having this thing in their head where they're like, wait, so really all code is just like a box and this box exists in, we'll call it the internet, right? Like it's stored somewhere. People don't really the understand internet. how that works, but yeah, <laughs> it's actually on a server somewhere, right? But it's a box and you can put anything that you want to into that box. If you can figure out how to fit it, you can put it in that box. Um, and this is when people started coming up with like play spaces for VR where, you know, you just load into a 
sort of casual area and you can sit around with your friends and i know demio actually has like uh uh they call it like the heroes hangout or something like that it's like a lounge more or less yeah yeah you can like throw darts or you actually shoot them with little bows and those are all just little packages that they put inside of that game and that's exactly what ordinals are you're just putting a little package inside of the blockchain right right yeah yeah basically yeah i think that's a great way to describe it so you know bitcoin we've talked about how it works a lot in various different episodes if you're you know, watching this for the first time and you have no idea what Bitcoin blocks are, maybe go back and watch some gingerly episodes and learn more about it. Um, plenty of articles out there, but basically Bitcoin is like the transactions get put into these blocks every 10 minutes, a block is confirmed and all those transactions that are backed, batched together and like confirmed by miners and sent on their way. Those little blocks are the boxes that you're talking about putting packages into. Yeah. So each each block is about four four megabytes, I believe. And so you can cram as much data into there as you as you want. Um, and it can be like anything, like we said, you know, JPEGs, audio, video, you know. But what's really crazy is that you have to pay for the storage size, right? Because there's a limited amount of storage size. And so depending on how large your file is that you want to cram into that box, you got to pay more for more space. Pretty yeah, straightforward, so I feel like. That's actually an issue that I ran into is it became like non-cost effective for me to do the images that i really wanted to do so for the uh or really NFTs, cool by the way like the original you, idea you. that we had was really cool um, well and the whole meaning behind the pigeon ordinals is like shout out to the builders and the makers and the people who are actually creating this infrastructure for us to do cool stuff in right like we're doing a bunch of cool stuff that i'm really proud of and been working my tail off to get it done and you should definitely follow us both on Twitter if you haven't already and all that. But the the whole thing behind it is like, thank you for building this infrastructure so that we can do this. So I created little pigeon trophies um, for the builders. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. So um, yeah, so this was the, the pigeon ordinal project. So basically the way that this went down, and this whole episode is going to kind of be like a review of what we've done, uh, talking about the tech and then where we've seen it going. So um I mean, just after our episode last week, I remember hitting you up and being like, hey, ordinals are going to be huge. Um, we're going to we should get in. We should get into this. Right. We should do some sort of project. And I myself am not really an artist. Uh, I'm, I'm a musician. Right. And so it's harder to do that kind of stuff on the blockchain. But uh, I knew Pigeon like can crank out art really quickly and has some really cool ideas. Uh, and the ordinal Pigeon idea was birthed super fast. Um, yeah, very quick. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the fastest things I feel like we've jointly worked on together. It's, it's well, pretty nice. the whole thing about it being fast, I, I don't like to do that sort of stuff. I like to take time with things and I like to kind of extract. I'm the worst about going over scope. Like as soon as you can be like, hey, there's this new piece of tech. And by the evening, I'll have a list of six different projects we need to do that all like go together. That's just the way my brain works is weird that's that part way. of why I, we're doing so much stuff right now <laughs> exactly i just have a list of things that i'm like here's things that i'm working on and every time i have a free moment i just pick one and and put a dent in it yeah. um and with the ordinals it was so fast because to us this is historical like yeah, this is the first deal. time like the pigeon ordinals are in the first eighty thousand inscriptions on the bitcoin blockchain ever and that's forever yeah, and that's, that's forever. Right. Like that'll always yeah. be true, um, which is just weirdly, like, it's awesome. I, I got into this because I was like, I need something to do with my money, 
uh, mm-hmm. because oh, I don't have a lot of it, but I'd like for it to grow and grow faster than inflation, preferably. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, that's what I got into Bitcoin and stuff for is inflation proofing and then got into NFTs because I like to do art um, and was learning a lot about cool new technology that I could use to do that with. And now um, that was like six, seven months ago. Yeah. Or longer. And I mean, it's been longer than that, right? Has it been long? I don't know. Time's a weird soup. But yeah. so it's been a very short period of time. It's less than a year so far. And yeah. now I get to be like a first mover. That's the coolest thing in this space that I've experienced is yeah. being so early to everything. Uh, thank, mostly thanks to you uh, and, you know, people like Nick and people like Paul and um, of course, Fibo was on the show. Yeah. Um, I forget which episode number, but really cool episode. If you go YouTube and find that one. Four, I think. Um, yeah. Four is all about technical analysis. So inside of all of this, I'm also thinking a lot about the narrative of what we're actually doing, right? The whole story that we're telling is really kind of a hero's journey where we're forging forward into the unknown in a way that no one's ever done before. Yeah. So like space, we call it the final frontier, but that's not actually true. We've been to space and we're still on the frontier of things. Right. And so we're constantly moving forward and exploring new areas that are often actually quite dangerous, right? Especially as much as you and I are involved in artificial intelligence, there are a lot of risks that are associated with that uh, when it comes to like more general artificial intelligence. Sure. Uh, but the risk that we're talking about right here is with the ordinals, we're looking at like maybe some downsides. So talk to me about your thoughts on stacks technically versus ordinals technically. Yeah, this is a fun conversation. This has been going on a lot uh, in the last couple of weeks, and it's just fascinating to me. So um, stacks, you know, a lot of people, a lot of Bitcoin maximalists, which are Bitcoin only people, they like to call stacks a shitcoin. Uh, and that was easy to say. When, yeah, I know, right? Oh, my heart. That was easy to say (laughs) when there wasn't any specific applications being built on Bitcoin itself, right? There was nothing to compare like stacks to on Bitcoin because there just wasn't anything that existed. Well, Taproot was an upgrade that came to Bitcoin and enabled this ordinal thing where now we can create non-fungible tokens on the Bitcoin blockchain itself. People immediately started realizing this isn't going to scale. Like we're not going to be able to blast this to like 5 million users because it's expensive, right? Due to the fact that the block size is so limited, it's like it costs a lot of money to like put stuff onto the Bitcoin blockchain. And I think it should, you know, because you said earlier, hey, this is something that's forever, right? Like it's a big deal. It's going to last forever. No one can take it down. So in my opinion, it kind of should be expensive, right? And it shouldn't be able to like crazy scale and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So that, in my opinion, starts immediately creating a conversation around the value of Stacks because now Stacks is the Web3 of Bitcoin, like we've always said it, you know, like it's it's built on top of Bitcoin. It's based off of Bitcoin's confirmation time, and it's a lot more flexible and can do a lot more things with DeFi and NFTs and all this crazy stuff that is immediately apparently not scalable with stuff like ordinals. But that doesn't mean ordinals don't have any value. I don't want anyone to hear me say that. I'm just saying, hey, I think there's a little more value to Stacks than people originally thought. And ordinals helps bring that out. 
Right, right. And it's interesting. You said, you know, it should be expensive. Um, I think that's worth adding a couple more reasons. One of the big reasons that I think it should be expensive is just a logistical issue. Mm. The logistics involved with inscribing something directly on a blockchain using a, a miner's service, essentially, that that block space that you're paying for costs that much. Like mm. that's it's it's not a matter of like they're arbitrarily setting prices. It's right. just the like energy cost and the service fee of them actually doing that that makes that expensive. They would be they would be upfronting that cost if it weren't uh, being paid for by an inscriber, right? Yeah. Um, that cost is associated regardless. It's just normally that cost gets rolled into other things, like the cost of Bitcoin, right? right. Um, so it's not that it almost it's almost even like it's not that it should be expensive It's that it simply is like it costs a certain amount to drive eggs across the country to your grocery store. Right. So that they goes into value, the cost right? of eggs. Because yeah, it's a cost. Yeah, exactly. So it's so straightforward. But when you look at it that way, it goes, OK, so it's not 100 percent scalable. Mm -hmm. um, is this like is it safe to say this is kind of a problem that Bitcoin doesn't fix? Kind of. Um, I don't even know that it's a problem, though. I think that's kind of what I was getting at when I said that it should be expensive. Um, mm -hmm. So th a little history lesson. I don't want to get too deep into this. Uh, but for all the people that think that ordinals are brand new and this idea is brand new and it's never been done before, you obviously haven't been around Bitcoin long enough yet. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, and that's not bad, you know, but it's important to know history so we don't repeat it. Right. And so um, if you go back and you look up the block wars, um, I, I want to say it was like 20, like 15, 16 is when all these conversations started happening. Uh, basically, Bitcoin's block size has been increased, right? So we ran into this problem way back then when it was like two megabytes per block. And obviously, as you can imagine, with all the ordinal demand going on, if it was only two megabytes, we would have like, I mean, transactions would be in the probably 100 to $200 per transaction range right now uh, because of the block size. So there were upgrades needed, but some crazy people uh, wanted to do some crazy things and they ended up creating a split off of Bitcoin called Bitcoin Cash. And then there was Bitcoin Satoshi's Vision and then there's all these other shit coins that came off of Bitcoin. There we go. Thank you, Nick. Coming to the rescue. Read this article. Some fascinating history. Um, this has all been done before. In fact, we've already inscribed messages onto the blockchain. Um, Satoshi themselves inscribed a message in the Genesis block which is the chancellors on the brink of bailouts for the banks back in 2008 when they were talking about those bailouts. So mm. ordinals are not new. Um, the block size discussion isn't new, um, but I think that it's a good time to be having this conversation again because it does talk, it makes us think about the value of Bitcoin scarcity, like and of block size being scarce, right? Because as you say, there is, an obvious and assumed cost to be able to mine. And those miners should be paid for doing their work, right? I mean, that I, I yeah, think we need so. their work. Yeah, we do. That's that's what makes the Bitcoin network exist. Yeah, so proof of work. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And, and we're giving them more work. So we should pay them more, right? And right. so in, yeah. in my opinion, ordinals are great for Bitcoin. It's not a problem. It causes more demand. Right. And right. so like over the last year, we've seen mining power or hash power uh, like struggle because, you know, like China illegalized mining and then a bunch of miners shut off in the U.S. because of various bankruptcy issues and blah, 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 blah. 
all of this ordinal stuff is bringing more fees back to the network. And it's actually encouraging miners to turn back on again because they're like, holy crap, I can earn like, I think it's something like five to six times as many, as much fees now as they were making a year, a year ago. Wow. And more miners in the network means more security. It's harder to take down hash rate or security of the network goes up. And oftentimes price follows hash rate too. So if you're in here to make money, you know, and to have savings and to beat inflation, you want ordinals to drive the mining price up so that more people are coming in. Um, and I feel like it's a net positive. Is it a little bit expensive for creators in the short term? Yeah, but you know what? Creators are really smart and they figure out ways to make it cheaper. And um, yeah. there's also stuff like stacks if you want to so, get into some layer two stuff. Actually, I did want to talk about that because that, in my mind, that's what's next, right? Is people see ordinal inscriptions and go, oh, we should be definitely like doing this stuff on the blockchain of Bitcoin. What if we had some infrastructure around that to be able to do it more cost effectively and more scalably? Scalably. Yeah. That's right, right? I think so. Maybe. Okay. That felt weird coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, boy, if I had a dollar for every time I said that. <laughs> um, so I lost my train of thought. So stacks. Uh, I think that people are going to naturally move to stacks next. And uh, I'm a really big fan of stacks. I know a lot of the, or briefly know a lot of the people that are building in stacks. And one, they're doing an incredible job creating infrastructure for us. Again, shout out to the builders. Yeah. Um, and it's also a really fun and interesting community to be a part of. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried to get into some communities outside of Stacks and have not been welcomed. It's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. it's weird because mm-hmm. it's like we need people. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you people? Old, it goes back to the old dance community thing that I always talk about, right? is you have dancers get really, really good, and then they don't want to dance with new people because the new people aren't good at it. And right. so they don't teach anybody, and so the, they get older and the dance community dies. Right. And then nobody knows how to dance. Um, and the same thing happens on blockchains, which is weird. And at the end of the day, that's exactly why we're here on this show, right? It's because like I want to be able to pass on some knowledge, you want to receive some knowledge, and we want to teach people to dance. You know, We want people to be around Bitcoin. That's right. So uh, that's why we're here. Uh, but hey, let's dive into a little bit like we're, you know, we're already 20 minutes into the episode. We could keep talking about all of this stuff forever. Paul, you can dance. I believe that you could learn. <laughs> Paul's in the chat over here. <clears throat> um, <yeah. laughs> so, okay. So I want to talk about like the actual process that we went through to get the ordinal pigeons out. Um, and okay. briefly, we can talk, I think we can talk about utility like after that, right? Because, you know, the what's next and all that kind of stuff. But I want to talk about what you did, you know, because you did some okay. pretty cool stuff. So when we talked, when we talked about this originally, we were like, hey, let's do some psychedelic pigeons. You know, let's uh, let's make these look really crazy. And uh, it's going to be a really cool part of the collection. Uh, and then we we went to go see what the inscription cost would be. And we found out about block size <laughs> because well, I guess they were probably gifts or something like that when we were looking yeah, at them originally. Yeah, so if I – let me uh, pull this up really quick. Uh, I actually used this – oh, no, no, no. That's not what I want to do. Sorry, I almost left the whole stream there. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so I used this uh, AI f- function. Um, or app that's been built called Leapix um, by a group called Leah Inc. And they do a really cool job 
you can upload your photos to there and it'll create a depth map uh, automatically. And it allows you to like pan and get this interesting, almost lenticular, but not quite like 3D effect. Yeah. Um, and it's super cool. Well, you've posted some to Twitter. Uh, so if you go to our Twitter accounts, I'm sure there's you'll be able to find some at some point if you dig hard enough. Um, and so I wanted to do these cool psychedelic pigeons that are like all, you know, red, red, green, blue, like yeah. tessellated all over and then moving at the same time. I thought that would be really neat. And because it's still an image, you know, I can just pull it down and make it a GIF. Uh, I thought that that would work really well. And even those files were so big. <laughs> Yeah, that they wouldn't be, have been cost effective. Like it was I like 120 or 150 bucks per, right? Or something like that. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as well, strapped so, as I am, we can't yeah. be doing that. <laughs> well, so at the, I thought like I laughed to myself when you messaged me and you were like, uh, no, this isn't going to work. I was like, hey, <laughs> look at us learning about something new. You know, like I, I was reminded about block size and like, oh, duh, that makes a lot of sense. So, but ultimately as a creator, I, I really am a, uh, happy that that all happened because it made me have a, a pause in the ideation process where mm -hmm. I said, wait, okay, what am I actually, you know, wanting to say with my art here? Um, Cause like, you know, I'm a proponent of psychedelics and psychedelic therapy and stuff. I think that's awesome. And it's something that, you know, the species needs, but um, then I, I kind of was able to take a step back, especially with the Sigil article that Nick's got pulled up right now and just kind of think about what the actual narrative was that was going on with uh, Bitcoin ordinals. And at the time, it was a lot of controversy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my God, this is going to kill Bitcoin. Um, no, it's going to save my grandmother's life or something. Like, it was right. only only the Drama. edges of thought. Yeah. And people, you know, screaming in text, all caps, back and forth to each other on Twitter. Right. And I think that that's a huge waste of energy and time. Um, I think it's really important for us to shut all that noise off and just keep creating and building. And mm -hmm. the builders are the ones that do that. So after that, after Bitcoin gave me that gut check on my, on my art, um, I went back to the drawing board and decided to tip our hats to the builders. The way that we actually inscribed them, though, is an infrastructure that was provided at the time, as far as I know, only by Gamma. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, and this is where we start to get into like the the history making part of what we did with ordinals mm -hmm. here. So um, previously before all of this, like it was possible the taproot upgrade has been out for a while, but you had to do some really complicated stuff uh, to be able to run your own ordinal service. So basically you had to run a node, you had to like do these special like signature stuff to enable taproot. And then you have to do all these crazy settings and and for me, when I started looking into what you had to do, I was like, there's no way I'd have to spend like way too much time to do this. And I'm not going to tell Pigeon to do this because it's like, if I can't figure it out, I'm not going to tell someone like 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 you to go try and do it. It's, it's crazy. But then Gamma was like, hey, we recognize that this is an amazing service. This could be mm -hmm. huge. We're going to make like a, a square space, more or less a drag and drop, no code needed, like upload your image and pay your fee and you're done kind of service. And they were literally the first people like to do something like that. Them and then the founder of Satoshiables, um, Bruffstar, who I have the pleasure of working with at NeoSwap, he made a, a service very similar called OrdinalBot. And so both mm -hmm. he and Gamma at the same time just cranked that stuff out. Um, and they were getting media coverage and everything. And so that, since we know those people, that allowed us to be able to move really fast and get the Ordinal collection 
created right exactly um, exactly i'm constantly impressed with people like gamma um they've even the service that they offer is insane like i've emailed them on a saturday night at midnight and have an email waiting for me in the morning like yeah uh for yeah. support and stuff because i could because mostly because i'm a dum-dum and couldn't figure <laughs> out what i was doing and they were like uh did you check this and i was like oh yeah that's actually but they're there <laughs> right yeah and they're fast yeah. so I mean, um, like you say, it's really appropriate that the Ordinal Pigeon Collection is for the builders because really this whole thing like is a highlight of the incredible hustlers that are in the Bitcoin community. Yeah, as well as should be. Um, yeah. And the other thing, I, okay, so the other complication that I ran into was actually the um, wallet. So you have to have a Taproot wallet to send it and stuff. And at the time, this is less than a week ago, okay, at the time, uh, I had trouble finding a wallet. I used Sparrow Wallet, uh, right. which actually was a cool experience because it's less of a like user-friendly interface, it's old. but it shows yeah. you way more detail about what's actually going on on the blockchain. So that was right. cool to actually watch everything flow and it's telling me exactly what it's doing at each moment. That was really neat. Uh, but I, I know that, or correct me if I'm wrong, but Xverse actually has a wallet out now that's compatible yeah. for Taproot, right? Yeah, another crazy like team that hustled their their rears off this past week to make this happen. Xverse, yeah. I mean, oh my god, I can't believe how fast they moved. They they were they're a great stacks wallet. They're able to receive Bitcoin as well. Uh, and then they heard about Ordinals and they kind of just dropped everything and were like, "We're going to be the first mobile wallet to have Ordinals." Yeah, and they did. They pulled it off it in like fast. six days. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. crazy. I couldn't believe so it. So again, we go back, shout out to the builders. Like yeah. none of this would be possible without people like Sparrow Wallet, Xverse, uh, Gamma. Um, and actually all of that's linked to um, in the Sigil article as well. Uh, that's kind of how I decided to wrap that up was just here's some links to some builders that I know are doing crazy cool things in the space. Uh, and yeah. actually your own NeoSwap is uh, the other way that this was possible, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's a good segue. Um, we had NeoSwap or CSO from NeoSwap, Kieran Parker Maroney, um, who I now have the pleasure of working with back on Gingerly. Uh, that was the all ginger episode. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't watched that one, you should go watch it because NeoSwap has improved a lot since Triple that episode. Shot of the ginge. Yeah. But so NeoSwap team, like I got to say, I, again, I'm biased. I work there, but I, man, I haven't worked with developers that have shipped code as fast as these guys ever. I mean, I thought that development, like, it's kind of sad because the devs have made me think that development is like something that it's like, oh, like all these slow people are just like taking their time. Development's actually easy, you know, and they ship it off. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. But so NeoSwap team saw the, the chance that Ordinals were bringing and we noticed, holy crap, people are auctioning off these like these six figure NFTs with a Discord bot. And they're just trusting that people are going to send them the NFT and that the bids aren't fake. And so what's really cool is that we just dropped everything in NeoSwap. We've been working on three different chains. You know, we're working on pushing out to Ethereum soon. We were like, okay, no, we're going to like build on ordinals. We're going to get an ordinal auction like running and we pulled it off in less than a week. So you got to be the, I think it was the second ever auction on NeoSwap for ordinals. Maybe I third. Think, I think so. Uh, well, I know Satoshiables was before me. Okay, so third, because I think Shudu did one the day before. But okay, um, yeah, yeah, Shudu. So yeah, the third ever. So basically, the way that NeoSwap works is that we like take we're we're an AI powered uh, machine learning solver where 
one seller can come into a room. They can list as many items as they want. Uh, there's usually five to 10 for the ordinal auctions, just based off mm -hmm. of how expensive they are to inscribe. Um, but then pretty much unlimited people can join into the room and they can set a spend limit. And this is the important part, right? Because you say, okay, I only want to spend, we'll just use dollars just so that it's easy. I only want to spend a hundred dollars total. Um, but the way that our program works is that you can actually go in and you can bid a hundred dollars on every single one of the items that's listed, but you're not going to spend more than a hundred dollars, right. right? Because our, our solver like says, okay, within these parameters, you're only going to spend this amount of money. We're going to allow you to bid that much money on every single item that you want. Um, and so that creates some really cool situations where artists can offload multiple items in one room um, to a bunch of different people. So it's good for you. And then for the, the, bidders you can bid on all the items that you're interested in and potentially win some items when you're not the highest bidder right so for instance I, I love this this is probably my favorite part of the auction because when you understand this you can win some really cool items so if i have a hundred dollar spin limit and there's five nfts and i bid a hundred dollars on every single one and you come in behind me and you bid eighty dollars on one and i win a different nft my, I can't spend more than $100. So then you are by default, the next highest bidder at $80. And right. you are going to win that NFT. So it really enables some fascinating strategy in terms of bidding. And it sets up a situation where an artist is going to sell their art, and they're going to be happy and users are going to win some art, whether or not their highest bid, right. And so they're going to be happy. Um, mm -hmm. And it was one of the first times that like on chain auctions for ordinals ever happened. We're one of the first companies to ever do it. Um, and here very soon, so the way that we've been doing it is we've been auctioning off like tickets that users can redeem for their ordinals. So we're doing Stacks, Solana, uh, Polygon, um, and all that good stuff. But we're actually moving towards native Bitcoin and even Ethereum bidding too. Um, so we're going to be one of the very first, you know, AI powered markets for, for ordinal NFTs. Um, and man, it was a journey. I mean, I, it's one of the craziest things that I've had the pleasure of working on. Uh, and I thought the auction was a huge success. I mean, you're you're a crazy early adopter and you pulled off something that, you know, pretty much no one else has ever done. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So the cool thing about it to me as an artist is that y'all are enabling me to do what I need to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry as much about sales channels and things like that. Um, I can move around those nfts or distribute those nfts as i like uh for example even with the warrior pigeons um that was a launch that did not go well um and like i haven't sold a whole bunch of those warrior pigeons but i mint them myself every once in a while and give them away just for future purposes you know if i want to do something with a group of people it behooves me to add those to a couple of neo swap parties and have them distributed um and I think Grandma Escher actually has one now too, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so that in the future, when I do, when I hopefully execute some of the ideas that I'm working on, like maybe creating some Amazon-driven money machines that automatically distribute sales to uh, the holders, for example. Which that sounds really awesome. <laughs> just like there's there's all these ideas that I don't know how I can do as a one-man team, but right. uh, as we build, hopefully there will we're going to figure it out, right? We're on the frontier. I'm just plunging my head into the waters and figuring it out, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, yeah. And that's why that's why we do this show, right? Is because you really don't need that much to get started and get interested once you figure it out. And yeah. you you can 
manage to do this, even if it starts as a hobby, um, which, you know, I won't guarantee that it'll consume your life, but it may very well. If you stick with it, it definitely will. I mean, I'm the product of like nine years of this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like what we talk about. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, my hobby turned into my full-time job. So, you know, you never know. Well, I remember we were having trouble. We were actually playing some VR because we like to play VR with the Bitcoin Badgers, uh, which actually we're playing Zenith this week coming up. Um, we'll be streaming that on uh, YouTube on at Styled Pigeons page. So go check yep. that out. Like, like and subscribe. And subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're, we're actually just having fun chit chat and we're having trouble getting away from talking about work or bitcoin or something that's within this realm um it's just too much fun yeah yeah we're having a blast doing it so um anyway uh what other infrastructure and things do you see coming down the pipeline with all of this yeah yeah for sure so um first off i gotta say if you're watching this and you're like okay i want to like either create my own ordinal or i want to buy or sell an ordinal uh we just outlined how you can do it right so um, I'd, I'd be happy to handhold whoever wants to like do this because I work at NeoSwap, you know, I work at Roundly X. Um, I know all the guys at Gamma. So if you want to mint an ordinal, if you want to sell an ordinal, ordinal through NeoSwap, or if you want to buy an ordinal, there's ordinal auctions going on right now on NeoSwap.xyz. Go check it out. There's a really cool auction that ends, I think, in the next couple hours with Alex Redloff uh, mm. with the blocks. Uh, they have some amazing art. So um, anyway. Just want to have that little plug there. If you're watching and you're into ordinals and you want to know more, follow both of us because we know what we're doing and we can help you get started. Um, but in terms of like what's next, man, uh, I think that possibilities here are endless. So one big distinction that we haven't really pointed out yet is that these NFTs are literally like written down. The reason we call it inscribed is because they are put onto a unit of Bitcoin. And that's different than, say, Ethereum or even Stacks, because those NFTs are built on top of the blockchain and they're housed in servers using applications. But these are extremely important because they're actually listed on the NFT. Hey, Nick. <laughs> Not the technical difficulty. Sorry. No worries. Surprise, surprise. Little. Surprise that's our producer, visit. Nick. Yeah. Now you guys. Now you guys know. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, what I was saying is that uh, the the difference is that it's on the blockchain. So something that I see this being immediately practical for is like uh, uh, time-stamped documents, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, real estate, for instance, could be a big one or legal documents. If you, or like, I mean, even, I don't know, I'm not a huge fan of copyright, but if you wanted to like establish a copyright or something like that, you could inscribe it onto the Bitcoin blockchain and it's there forever. And if anyone ever tries to go and say, oh no, like I actually came up with this or whatever, you can point back to the ordinal and say, no, like I inscribed this at this block that's way before yours. And I own the keys to sign that I can, to prove that I own that particular ordinal. So like I can prove without a shadow of a doubt that I had this idea first, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, it also provides powerful. an extra layer of like anti-censorship. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's something relevant Actually, that I've been seeing going around a lot. Yeah. CEO of NeoSwap, John Ennis, pointed out on Twitter the other day, and I, I thought that was a great idea. There, there's a lot of famous books that are being censored heavily. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, classic books like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird or um, 1984 or what have you. Uh, but if you put those onto the blockchain, 
they're there period and they can't be edited and they can't be taken down. And so they're just, they're there forever, you know, and it's a way to preserve things that are important. Um, that's way more powerful than just, you know, a JPEG, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's timestamped. Like you said, we know when it was, um, actually inscribed. So, um, that, that could have relevance even in law. Um, yeah, that, that's exactly. Like, I mean, that's probably actually more accurate than fingerprints. <laughs> probably so. Yeah. And man, think we like to talk about AI all the time. Um, think about when you put, if you give AI access to blockchain data and then they could just query that information, right? Like that yeah. makes that, I, yeah, that really changes the way that people think about discovery, even in like law, uh, law cases or whatever. Um, cuts down a lot of time there. So, I mean, yeah, there's lots of interesting stuff um, and there's crazy stuff too. I, li I like giving far-fetched examples when I talk about what's possible <laughs> for this kind of thing. I actually played a working version of Minecraft that was inscribed as an ordinal onto the Bitcoin blockchain. So somewhere out there, there is a Satoshi <laughs> that somebody <laughs> like installed Minecraft into. And if you have the right URL, you can, it's basically, so like, the, the issue is getting to it, right? So we mm -hmm. use block explorers to be able to read the blockchain. Uh, and so if you use an ordinal explorer, you can find this particular ordinal NFT. And when you click on it, it just pulls up a blank web page with a little box in the middle and it's fully functional. And like it I spent, runs Minecraft. Yeah, I spent probably 30 minutes playing Minecraft on Bitcoin and it wow. just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. Someone also did Doom. Um, I haven't played that, but I'm not surprised. Like literally, I think... There are people who only exist to try and like create doom on random <laughs> things that shouldn't be possible. You know, I've seen it like on a calculator. Yeah. I've seen a version of doom that someone coded inside of a Minecraft game. Like using I'm sure someone's done stuff. it on a smart fridge before. Probably. I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, so yeah. Um, cheers to those people. Cheers to the builders, you know, cheers to the people that are like, 100%. Hey, there's ordinals. I need to build Minecraft on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Because that inspires people. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about it on a show because I think, holy crap, what else is possible? What yeah. else could we build inside of this little Satoshi that's on there forever? You know, it's powerful stuff. Yeah. And that, that brings to mind the word that I think has been really important in this whole process, which is infrastructure. Mm. Um, infrastructure is one of the major keys to actually having high level Bitcoin adoption globally uh we have to provide infrastructure for things like bitcoin for nfts and for crypto in general this infrastructure is the lifeblood of what's possible because in order to make it a seamless transition for your grandma to move from us dollars to bitcoin we have to have the infrastructure in place already the infrastructure yeah. has to come first um right. and i actually i put the little definition here because i like words um, but it's the basic physical and organizational structures and facilities needed for the operation of a society or enterprise. Bitcoin being kind of somewhere in the, in between enterprise, those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it, it was like I don't know. I kind feel of. like it's half and half. But maybe I'm yeah. being a little bit mystical about Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we we want to keep building the infrastructure, and I can't wait to see what everybody does next. I mean, this is insane. I've got yeah. a. I've got dozens of things in my head that are going on simultaneously and I'm wondering um, how sustainable it is, <laughs> but Hey, that's a good I've, place to be in. Well, so we were talking the other day about how Bitcoin changes people. Yeah. Which and we still need to do an episode about that, by the way. 
Yeah, it would it would be fun. I, I wonder if maybe that might even actually be like an article that uh, we co-write, um, yeah. just like giving examples and whatnot. But for me, one of the things that you actually pointed out is that I'm learning how much I enjoy the hustle of yeah. just like doing things. And one of my big goals with getting into Bitcoin, ironically, was to become more of a doer than a so I, I like to learn, but I don't like to do things all the time. And that's changed. Mm. Um, now I'm constantly learning via doing things. Right. Um, like, I wonder if I could set up a, a cool Shopify store where all of my followers and NFT holders can go and buy like cool t-shirt designs that I happen to do just for kicks and giggles. Um, maybe that doesn't go anywhere, but I've created it and I just have to hook up the back end now so that styledpigeon.com will be live. Um, Ooh, coming soon. So, yeah, hopefully coming soon. I'm actually, so I'm working on the uh, a book for the original pigeon holders, uh, like the OG 10 styled pigeons. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost done with that. I just have to go back and handle some like file formatting issues. Something stupid happened with the non-rasterized text. <laughs> Maybe so mad, uh, but that'll <laughs> be up on Amazon. Um, and, like I said, I'm I'm looking into maybe uh, dispersing that uh, income as it comes in. We'll we'll see what happens there. I'm not sure about how that will work, right. uh, but I'd like to do more for my holders. And after I finish that, I think website's the next priority. Um, and it's not going to be anything fancy. I haven't figured out how to properly token gate it and all that. But once it's up, I'll keep working on it and figure out if we can get some like cool maybe exclusive merch or something like that just yeah. up for holders again awesome. kicks and giggles but i'm having a blast doing it and hopefully other people see a dumb dumb like me doing this stuff and they're like oh you know what i can do that too I can like do that i too. can easily yeah. if he can do it <laughs> <laughs> no and you know what that's that's what's so crazy about being on the cutting edge and being able to do the show and talk about the things that you know we struggle with or we're trying to figure out like um you know i we were talking just the other day about how wild it feels to you know want to learn okay i want to be able to do x y and z with like setting up an amazon store and sending profits to my nft holders and so you start doing research about how to do that and there's just not anything out there mm, that's because yeah. we're literally on the cutting edge and we're figuring this stuff out for ourselves and so you know i really hope that people who watch this show are not only inspired but maybe we can help walk people through some stuff where there aren't any other resources out there and you know, like we're, we're here with you. We're here building too. So that's, it's really cool. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. The thing that um, I couldn't find anything on was automation um, for those financial systems and things, the back end mm -hmm. of like Amazon KDP, how do I integrate like an API with, <laughs> with all that? Yeah. And, and I don't code. So I'm like reading, it's like reading Braille as a person that doesn't know how to read Braille. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> you're going, okay, uh, I have to actually read this documentation because nobody's made a YouTube video about this yet. Right. Um, which, you know, let me know if you want me to actually do some YouTube videos on the AI tools and things that we're using to do a lot of the art and a lot of the uh, content that's around this stuff. Because I definitely have some tips and tricks that I'd love to share with people if you're interested. I think that'd be a really cool video series, um, especially having you just coming off your own ordinal collection. You know, I mean, heck, if if there's people out there who want to make their own ordinal collection, maybe, you know, they should be hitting you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm actually sorry, derailing this because uh, the crypto curator, Paul, is talking about he can't get into NFTs all that much. 
um paul we need to have a show about that and so that we can talk about what's actually possible and and we're going to get you on board um with some of these projects it's going to happen yeah. one of these days one of us <laughs> one of us. i totally so i agree with you at the same time i also feel crypto curator hardcore on this because there are some parts of crypto that i just kind of refuse to look into because i just don't have the brain space <laughs> oh you know and you got to make huge. those hard choices completely agree and and respect paul's choice of course um yeah like there are plenty of projects and things that i'm not into just mm -hmm. because i like you said i don't have the bandwidth yep. um but that doesn't mean you're not already in NFTs without knowing it. True that. Paul is a huge proponent of identity and he wants identity to be like something that we can easily have on the blockchain and NFTs make that a whole lot easier, home dog. <laughs> I hate to yeah. tell you. <laughs> so I, I think that a lot of people, sorry, I'm kind of rambling at this point. So if you, if you need to bring me back to a specific no, point, let me know. Um, it. I think that the thing about NFTs that a lot of people are objected to is the fact that there's not enough infrastructure yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's actually the objection is, well, I don't really want to be into this because like, well, what does it do? How does it function? Like, I don't understand. How do I use it? Yeah. Like, it's not easy to get into and totally understand that. That's, you know, reserve that for the nerds that are into that. Right. Being a yeah. nerd is just having a hobby that takes work to be into. True that. And True. so we let them do the work. <laughs> and Paul says he's just not creative. I get that too, man. That's why I had Style Pigeon do the Ordinal Collection instead of me. <laughs> Well, uh, and so that I'm going to call you out on that because that's not 100% true. You actually have a project in the hopper okay, that yeah. we're going to be working on over time that yep. shows off how creative you actually are. You're right. You're right. I don't have a ton of excuses and I appreciate you being kept honest. So, yeah, uh, I guess teasing, teasing out my project, I'm working on something that we're calling Pieces of Purple. Uh, so, you know, more more to come on that. Literally just the name is all that I've come up with so far. <laughs> ha, I added I added accountability to that project just I know, now. Look at you. You're look welcome. You. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> now you have to. Uh, Sometime in between the like 120 hours that you work a week. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says, I think I need some mushrooms or something. I mean, well, hey, I know man, nothing like, about that. I actually yeah, lost I mean, all of my knowledge about that in a terrible boating accident. I did too, along with all of my Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> so anyway... Um, yeah, we should talk about Bitcoin and boating accidents one of these days, maybe, or maybe we don't. I don't know. No, I'm okay anyway. with that. Um, we might have to have Greg on as a special guest. Oh my God. We're getting so derailed now. <laughs> okay, cool. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's, uh, pull us back. Um, yeah. I want to show off the actual pigeon ordinals. Nick. Yes. Do you mind just bringing up, um, the links to the actual inscriptions for us? It's in the doc. Maybe. Sorry, my my dogs are coming into the room. Um, do you have actually share screen capability there, or? Uh, yeah, should hang on. You can just do that. Let's see here. Oh, uh, uh, Nick says he's got it. Okay, cool, sweet. No, yeah. Okay. I, I Sorry to pull a fast on you there, Nick. Preview what we uh, what we went through. Yeah, so um, here we are. Oh, seventy eight thousand. Yeah, there are actually sub eight thousand. Yeah, That's awesome. Or eight thousand. So, my bad. I wanted to point out uh, something you can just kind of thumb through them if you want, Nick. I wanted to point out something that was an artistic choice. I actually intentionally. So, you know how people always talk about NFTs just being JPEGs? They're yeah. like, oh, they're just JPEGs. I intentionally left a bunch of JPEG artifacts 
<laughs> around the, the corners of the images. Um, so I if you see that. those, you're welcome. Because, yeah, they're just JPEGs, but they're also ordinal inscriptions on the um, blockchain. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I think it's super meta. It's such a cool you know, memorial to the people who are coming up with crazy stuff at lightning speed. Um, hey, that one's mine. I own that one. <laughs> nice. Nice. I Man, I had to go through a bidding war to get there too. I I, I don't know what it was. Like, yeah, the person, I, I think there were probably two or three of them that had really fierce bidding and that was one of them. But um, nice. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. So, you know, I think uh, it's about time for us to have another guest on the show. We haven't confirmed for sure that he's going to be on the show, but uh, we hope that there's going to be an awesome Stacks uh, homie on the show here in the next two weeks. Um, and hey, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, literally last week, we didn't know that we would be diving headfirst into ordinals, but here we are, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and there's new AI tools coming out every day, too. I know this is not like an AI show, but uh, AI does affect the blockchain. Um, and hey, maybe we could do an episode on ai and like from everything that we do because i think it's relevant too you know yeah yeah that one's really so, cool. it's, it's definitely tech that we need to know about and watch um yeah I yeah like i think both too. of us have some really good opinions on ai uh just again this isn't this is kind of derailing but um you know everyone thinks ai is going to take over the world and eliminate jobs and i feel like that ai if you learn how to use it you're going to be so much more valuable of an employee you know so yeah well, it's productivity, right? It's just added bandwidth. Um, like the the main reason we can crank out what we do is because we use these AI assistance tools. That's heavily accelerating my creative work because yeah. I have aphantasia. I can't see images in my head. Um, so when I'm thinking about doing art, it's, it's a process. There's a very specific like angle that I have to go through via ideation and, and the like negative space that I see in my brain. Right. Um, so it's really interesting. So uh, Paul wants us to do uh, pigeon names. Uh, Paul, I'll have to tell you the story about my rabbit name sometime. Uh, my rabbit name is actually Tongle. Um, oh, okay. So I didn't realize we can dive into from. that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. A friend of mine gave me that rabbit name. So I guess we should wrap up if I've gotten all the way to rabbit names. I know, right? I, I don't know. I've, I've been having a blast. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> this um, is a lot hey, of fun. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great article to end us on there. Um, I think, uh, yeah, we 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 are not experts, but we have spent the last two weeks getting to know Ordinals as well as we could. And we know a lot of the people that are building incredible stuff there. So if you're not currently following Styled Pigeon and Purple Soid on Twitter, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Go give us a follow. And I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Roundly X. If you have an Ordinal NFT and you want to be able to keep track of the value of that, use Roundly X. Their portfolio can track literally any financial asset. And it's awesome. Neoswap. Big shout out to them. They're bringing AI to Web3 in a crazy way and enabling ordinal auctions. And Style Pigeon with the Ordinal Pigeons. What a cool collection, man. It's been such a pleasure to break everything down and talk about what a crazy 14 days it's been. Yeah, what a couple of weeks, man. I'm excited for what, what comes next. Me too. It's always something, and uh, I can't wait for it too. So with that, it's a pleasure. We'll catch you all next time. Nick, if you could roll the outro, please.